Welcome to The Partition, home of kinky wellness with Dana and Kat. Together, we give a new voice to kinky sexual wellness. We're not your average wellness advocates, so let's peel back the layers of kinky wellness and talk about it. Hello, Katrina. How are you doing today? I'm doing very well. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. So in today's episode, we will be exploring attitudes towards homosexuality around the globe with Stephen Fry. This was a one-hour documentary, um, and in Canada, I guess it's located on YouTube on the Only Human channel, but in the UK, Kat actually had to Google it or, I guess, research it yourself. Yeah, so basically, it is available on BBC iPlayer because it came out in 2013, But um, in order to find it on YouTube, I had to deep dive um, the different names of the show in order to find it. (laughs) Yeah, that's crazy. So for me, I thought that this aired in 2022. At least that's when I saw it. So anyways, we're moving forward. This was filmed 13 years ago, I guess. No, 10. It's 10. Yeah, we're 2023. Don't put us too far in the future. Oh, yeah, sorry. My gosh, my God. I'm just staring at 13 here. Okay, so at my 30th birthday, let me be my princess. <laughs> dude. So I guess we could break it down. It did go into Brazil, Russia, and India. So we could go in order starting Brazil. I was just happened to be there. So I find it complicated in the documentary because they when I see think of Brazil, I don't view it as a home like a as a homophobic place, even though I must be wrong on some levels, because they have such an open festival for sexuality and embrace it through like such celebrations like I'm not it's so crazy it's I think one of the things as well like that needs to be reminded it's not necessarily that it's a homophobic city like a city or a country I think the problem is homophobia is just prevalent everywhere yeah everywhere is homophobic it has its own forms of it but It was, yeah, like you said, they have that. I loved the, um, with the Brazilian one, I really loved the bit with the drag queen where like they talked about, well, obviously it was heartbreaking when they're saying like I got attacked and I did this, but my drag is my way of taking it for myself and like doing that. And I was like, yes. Yeah. I love, but then that's what I love about being part of the queer community anyway. I find we do find whether it's drag, whether it's art, whether it's our own creating our own spaces, I do find it beautiful that we make our own places and we make things specifically for us to say fuck you to the rest of the world and the rest of society. Um, but no, it was an interesting one because I I know you did some research. So did you know if the um, legislation about homophobia and teaching um what is it, the legislation they were going to bring in about teaching about gay people in schools. I didn't know if that did come into effect in Brazil or not. No, I don't know that. And I would love to see it uh, just to see how that all went down and more about the information that went behind it or the reactions that I guess teenagers themselves, like I'm sure there's information on it. I don't know enough on it to comment on it though, but I like how there was empowerment, even though they got attacked and they came back through and there was that. But some of the sentences even like I found interesting was the it's not is not to like something is not the same to hate. And that specific sentence, I actually really thought about it. And it's a great sentence, like not everything that's going on, people have to like but it shouldn't be made out as hate. And it's definitely not the same as hate. And so even though like 
there is a lot of like fuck you to the rest of the world from that a little bit it doesn't have to be so much us versus them like some people just it's not to like and same as not to hate so yeah. that was interesting but I did laugh when Stephen Fry was laughing when he said like oh we should have a straight parade and he was like because that's what we said too about the tantric one is fuck yeah like I don't know like there's literally enough people to fit every parade in every category that it literally shouldn't matter so like that's the thing too he was trying to put in legislation for a straight parade and I haven't heard anything about that so I don't know I would love to look into that too because that's hilarious I mean it is however like we get it every fucking year so I don't know when it is in Canada I know February is LGBT History Month in the UK and obviously June is Gay Pride Month and that will always be Gay Pride Month I think all over the world just because of the pure fact that it's um yeah because of the Stonewall riots but I think we get it every oh what would you do what would you do if we had a straight parade do it no one cares do it like as fuck well I don't think so I don't think straight people are boring it fucking would because what are they going to complain? Like I had this conversation with my nan and I was like, do you understand why we have gay pride? Gay pride is for you. We're not talking about understanding having pride. We're talking about why a straight party wouldn't be as exciting. That's ridiculous statement. I'm not saying straight party. I said straight pride because that's what they're doing. And I'm like, it's to do with the reason people the reason we have pride is because to it's to celebrate, but it's also to talk about like we had to fight really hard to get it. Mm-hmm. What are you get? What what are you gonna stand? What is your parade gonna be about? Like, are you gonna talk about all of the times that you? Well, that's the thing. Like, feel marriage or? <laughs> Well, how I feel about it, and this is what he said too, that in the West, it's a lot of just protest. And I've been to prides around the world where it's just a celebration. So that's the thing. In the, No, no, but like it's turned into a thing where it's always a protest. There's always a controversy. And there is, at least here in Toronto, there always seems to be some sort of controversy at the same time or some sort of protest instead of just like, making it more of a celebration because even with my stepbrother like he was telling me like he's from the Netherlands and every year and he said he didn't like the pride in Toronto because it was so much of a protest and less about a celebration and even him saying that and then they reset it even in this documentary the same thing Stephen Fry said in Brazil that he liked that the fact it was a more of a celebration rather than a protest so that's kind of how I wish pride would be. So like, if you want to protest, you can, that's great. But I view it as more as like, I would kind of like to see pride more as a celebration versus like always being so heavy on the protest because other countries have shown it is possible. It is possible, but we do also need to remember pride was a protest. The yeah. very first pride was a protest. So we are allowed, I do, I do believe in remembering that I do believe we need to celebrate that and I feel like yeah that's the way we do it but I am full I am all for protest and I think it'll be and I'm saying as I this documentary was 10 years ago it's going to be very interesting to see if pride stays celebratory celebratory 
for the but next I don't see years. it as celebratory. Like that, that's what I mean. Here in Toronto, at least for my state, there is celebration. Don't get me wrong, but yeah. there's like an awful lot of other things as well. Like there is, I wouldn't say that it's more of a celebration. I would say if anything, like 60-40 on its best days. And that's still 60-40 towards protest. And like, so when there's protest, there's a lot of stress. And when they're celebrating, there's no like less stress. And so I think that I personally, I'm all for it. I'm like, look, there is, I get it. We're, we're pro, we protest in the UK. It's still very, but the way we do, the way we protest, I find comes from a very different thing. Like I have seen protests be celebratory, like, but we do argue and I do stand by that statement personally. Pride is a protest. Whether we're celebrating in the streets or we're sucking dick at the sauna on Gay Pride Day, we're doing it as a protest. It is a protest for the fact that we've had a rise in homophobia. It is a protest for the fact that our trans brothers and sisters are being fucking attacked by every type of government at the moment. I think celebrate you can celebrate it, but I think where I have a problem personally with Pride is where it's all about the party, party, party. It's all about the party drugs and the, oh my God, let's make it. And then we don't talk about the history of Pride. I'm like, no, talk about the history of Pride. Talk about why Pride matters. Talk about why people in our in the world are still without fucking rights. I'm like, no, I personally am all for, do it beautifully, do it as a celebratory thing, but I do think the main, like there needs to be a memory and a history of it. So we have it in the UK. We have anti-prides in the UK by the queer community, by the way, because we don't like how capitalist and corporate, um, corporate and also how mainstream it's been. Like I completely agree with certain members of the community being like, I don't think straight people need to come to every pride. <laughs> Well, that's oh, what I was so, too. Like, in a parade, but I understand certain places being like, we don't, this, this isn't your place. This is for us. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I guess I just approach it differently. Like, I just think that it should be more of like a together thing. And like, if you want to like, act, like, that's what I mean too. Like if people want to shut out the straight people at parties, like again, like more power to you. Like, so why do people get laughed at when the alternative, when straight people say like, oh, we should make a straight parade when people in your own community are saying straight people can't come. It's on both sides. And I just don't know why it's, like, so it is on both sides, but I think there's a big sides. difference between straight people beating the shit out of other people. We're, and not talking about, I would, we're literally talking about parties right now. Like, this, this is, is the topic that we're talking about. Yeah, safe space. And it is as mm -hmm. awful as it is, safe spaces. It is. Yeah, you it can have safe spaces. Like, but this is and this is the thing it's not people going straight, people should be. I do come to the come to the parade parade come and show your support do that but I'm like where it is and I do see this a lot this does happen quite so in London lesbians very rarely go to the gay bars on gay on um gay pride because we can't get into them mm -hmm. because straight people go to all of our clubs take up the spaces and then when women gay women and queer women try to come in we're told there's too many women so we don't have a space where we can go and meet each other and I can go and hit on a girl or have a girl hit on me 
because I go into gay bars and it's filled with straight people. And then it is filled with straight men because they're coming in after the women. And then they're getting upset and they're getting angry that a gay man has hit on them and then they're getting violent. We have got a rise in. So I do think I'm like, I do. I just like sound like it's a win-win for straight then too, because if people go to support during pride and go to these clubs during pride to support their gay friends, it sounds like people get mad at them for showing up and taking their space. So I (laughs) I know. So it's like, even if you straight people go to support, people are getting mad. Like, it just sounds like you get like, there's just a lot of anger. Even when you do try to support, when you don't try to support, there's something going on. And it's just, if you want to make a space just for lesbians, go for it. We do. But I do think, I think it's to do with this conversation on, it's not, it's how people want to be an ally. And I do think that is the thing. It's knowing when you're not needed or knowing when you can walk away from a space. And that's where I think allyship is. I wouldn't go to, so like, I wouldn't go to a Black Lives Matter support or like anything for that and then expect for people to make space for me. No me being uncomfortable is on me and I am saying like I do understand coming I agree with going to the family friendly ones especially if you've got kids I agree with coming to the parades itself but I do also find it funny when we have at the same time this massive kickback on people going well we don't like it when the BDSM and fetish and kink is in the parade but they were there first you yeah but that's what I mean about like People will not like everything and it's okay. And it's fair because even within the own community, there's confusion and there's like- It's not confusion. It's well, there's, people have hard lines. I would say there's confusion because it would be difficult now. It's like, okay, so you can come and support us, but you can't come to the bars on pride. But so like, that's one of those things, like there's rules and it seems like guidelines if you want to be a true ally. Like, I feel like I should not, like I went to prides and went to these things. And so it's one of those things, like if you're saying that I took up someone's space and I was being a bad ally because I went to the party to support during pride, like it's just an interesting thing for you to say to me because I do feel like I like, you know, could have been there. Like I was there like even the polyamorous relationship it's like I might be with a male now but that wasn't how my life always was I was part of this and we'll get into this next week with polyamorous like I did have this very deep relationship with the LGBT community I was part of the you know anti-Trump rally I was on that board I was part of this polyamorous relationship so it is yeah I don't know it's interesting to hear that point of view I just, like, I, like I said, I do believe that I do agree with allyship, obviously. I am just like, I do understand it where there are members of the queer community and myself to an extent as well, where I am like, I don't always think people need to be there. So I do like, like I said, when but I- we're there like, not for you. We're there for people we know. Like, you know oh, what yeah, I mean? No, other fine. people that we support and that we care for. And that's how we want to show our love and support for the people that and, we were there. And that's fine. And I do understand it. But I do understand the frustration where people are going. We're really sick of not being able to go to our own spaces. And I do get it. And it is probably from a specifically queer woman's experience where we're going- 
we're not allowed in our own spaces anymore. We're not, not, allowed. not allowed. You're just full. Like it's not, yeah. it's not allowed. You're allowed to. But we go are not allowed. Minutes. When I have waited two hours in line in a club just to be told I'm too feminine, therefore I can't come into a club. Well, that's I different. have been told that I'm not allowed. So you and went to a queer club that didn't let you in. Yeah, because they said there were too many women in there. And it's also there is what there is a difference of women wanting spaces to go and hit on each other. And it is going in there. And every time you hit on somebody, I'm straight, I'm straight. And yeah, I get it. We have amazing music. We have fucking great dance nights. G-A-Y has like three floors. It's amazing when it's a good night out. And it is, I get not, you don't need to go out to get with people, but it is going, when it is getting harder to find safe spaces to go out and feel like you can go and hit on people and talk to people in your own community, because every time you do, you're either told you're not allowed to, or you get told ill, you're gay, that you're a lesbian, that's disgusting. I'm here for my gay male friends. It does get a bit disheartening. I'm like, so back to the conversation anyway on it. I'm like, pride should be pride should be celebratory. But I do also think, yeah, we can't forget that it was a protest and we can't forget that there are still things to protest now. Like I do think these prides this year specifically will have an uptick in politics just to do with the way that the fucking world's going. Well, pride is always political. If you ever follow the money for any of these prides that are being funded, they are always funded by big banks. There's always funded by big companies. It's not necessarily that the government is putting these on. Like no, at least in not, Toronto. The government like, doesn't it, put it on. It's yeah, nothing that's, to do with the government. It is, that is a CSR element. And it's, but they're not always funding it. There are certain prides. So in the UK, the reason we have to pay to go to a lot of prides outside of London is because they do not have sponsorship from corporations because they want to keep the capitalism out of it. Well, that's good. Cause like in Toronto, it's always funded by things. So it's kind of funny when I see it. Cause like, again, follow the money, like you have big corporations that are funding both sides of this war against each other. You have the banks also funding anti-LGBT laws. And at the same time, they're the ones that are putting on the parade. And it's like, okay, then we have this silent war going on. And I do compare this to people who sell guns because it's selling also a narrative. The same person who funds the laws to stop it are also funding for these parades to get putting on. And it's just like, the irony of it all, like even when you go, like at least in Toronto, because when you go, you know you're getting funded by like some bank that also just paid yeah, to have say, that block. Oh yeah, I would say it is. It's not they're putting it on before anything happens. It's not the capital. They might be funding it. They might be giving money towards it, but that are mem. It will be. It will be through the queer community of us. So like in the UK, Pride in London is its own charity. And yeah, yeah. Here, if you here, the money comes from somewhere. Like, but and then yeah, the, the money, money comes from somewhere. Like, this is what I was saying. Pride in London gets sponsorship by corporations, and the corporation sponsorship is money. So that's why when you go down the parade, instead of like you know, like where you see it in the old days, where it'll be like the leather daddies and the dykes on bikes, and like all of the communities doing it. That's why you will see it being like a bank, a law firm, like going down the parade. Mm -hmm. But that is, that's why I said it. You will find 
the prides where you have to pay for a wristband and you have to pay for a ticket the reason that they have done that is to try and get as much as little they've needed to rely on as little sponsorship as possible because they don't want the capital so brighton pride in the uk you pay it's something like i think 40 pound like it's a weekend festival ticket well, I did go to a Pride in Czech Republic, so that was similar to that. They are pretty restricted with their laws, and so it was, you had to get, it was fenced in. It was a parade, but it was a, again, like, this was a protest. Like, this, there was, like, there's celebration, but they, literally there was uh, fences to keep you in. There was armed guards on the outside. They walked down to the city hall, and there was, like, a stage and stuff, but you were, like, closed in, and then... Adam and I went thinking it was going to be like Toronto and it definitely wasn't because at the end of the night, yeah, you had to pay to go to like a camp fairground and things like that. So we didn't go to that, but here you don't have to pay to go to pride. They just shut the whole like blocks off or, you know, wherever it is. But you will probably see. So where it's like they fenced you in, that's not the protest. That is probably they have heard the police have heard that there's going to be a load of anti lgbt people threatening so the oh, protest on both sides like both that, sides have protests that's, yeah. that's not a protest for us that's an attack i don't call that a protest if you need the police to protect you we have the police so where even though they'll shut off the whole street they shut off the main thing in london you will see that the police automatically on these types of things it's the same for anything like when ramadan is and eid and they have like the big uh, non-Christian, I will say, because we've just had Holly. Um, no, like, I agree that there was like definitely got to be like. Be, a form yeah, it's, of, it's a pro- I wouldn't call that a protest from us. I would call from like my community. I would say we're just taking precautions so we don't die. <laughs> no precautions That's for different. sure. But <laughs> when I say protest in the sense that it was more not of a celebration. Like that was the feel that I was getting while I was there in check. You do pride, or do yeah. you do in London? No, me and my friends. So I've done London Pride a few times. And I personally, for me, I don't enjoy it. I think it's too capitalist. I do agree with you on that. Um, And also, like I said, it's just for me, it is too much of like the party side of it, but it's the party side of it in a way I don't enjoy. I don't like too many people around. So like if I'm going out somewhere, I like to know I can get to a bathroom and not piss myself on the way. Yeah. Um, the best one is Soho. But even then, like I said, it's so busy on the day that I'm like, oh, I'll happily do like. So I'm doing Brighton, hopefully this year, Manchester, Bristol and even my home city of Plymouth. Like our pride is tiny compared to it. But um, Plymouth Pride is also, Plymouth Pride is very family orientated because we've got a lot of older queer families move down to the Southwest because it is a lot cheaper. Um, so we have it, it's a very small Pride, but it's a more family friendly one. Um, but yeah, it's an interesting one where I'm like, there are different Prides, but yeah, ones like Bristol, ones like Brighton, you pay for the weekend, you pay like a festival instead so it'll be it's organized by the community that brighton's really LGBT, like one of the queer capitals of the uk and to be honest manchester is as well with the village mm-hmm. it's there are places like they are made by the community for the community so like my favorite thing on london pride 
is I don't go to central London. I go out of the city and I'll go to East London because mm. um, that's where you find the anti-prides, the, um, the raves, a lot more community-focused nights made by the community for the community. And it is spaces for us to go. So we have, a, there's a lot of um, sex worker-friendly nights specifically, um, like Pussy Palace and Juice Box are very queer female ones. They do. Um, is that like a pussy? What is it? What are they? You've got Pussy Palace and you've got Juice Box. Are these places? Do, these are in East London. They come up and oh, down okay, the country, okay. but they do like queer women nights. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it'll be like pole dancers, lap dancers. And that's everything from like feminine women dancing on a pole to like studs and very masculine women yeah. dancing it's things for women like me because I don't want to go to a sh- like I, I don't mind going to a strip club and I support it but obviously it's not for me it's made for men it's not made for queer women these are specific nights for specific queer women yeah like you know that are and there's a lot of um gay men's ones I know that like the saunas do massive events as well and obviously the things with a lot of gay saunas is like you know about it, but you don't know where it is unless you know somebody. And obviously I'm never going to go there because they're men only spaces. Mm-hmm. And I think this is something that needs to be said. Gay men have always had gay men spaces. There have always been saunas. There have always been clubs and bars. Yeah, yeah. I think the reason women like me and a lot of queer and trans people specific and non-binary people are becoming a bit more outspoken and coming off as a little bit more aggressive towards straight people. I don't hate straight people. I love them. My best mate is one. <laughs> She's fine. John's okay, but you know, we all love Val. That's funny. It's one of those where I'm like, where we're going, gay men have always had spaces to go where they get to feel safe. Ours keep getting taken over and shut down. We've Fair enough. Fair enough. Ours. So we'll have it and like we're fighting to just, get things then you kind of understand when we're going yeah maybe we don't want it's not that we don't love the straight women going to the gay bars we get why you come it's a great night out but you can understand why we're going I just really wanted to get eaten out and you're not gonna let me do that because there's nobody else here (laughs) it is yeah I guess I just I feel like yes create spaces for everybody but like I don't know man if Girl, I, I, how do I say this to you? You know, I'm in part like power dynamic relationships, right? Going to the bar is not where you're going to find like the perfect a, like, hook up. I, I, I know, yes, you me, know, I'm like that. I know for me, but for other people, but you know what I mean when I'm like, yeah. So if you want to come to Pride, I would say like, yeah, look at the ones that are out of the big cities because they are more community focused, but then you might find going that you don't enjoy that feel because they are community focused. So it's going to be a lot more people talking about the anti-LGBT rhetoric that's going on. The fact that like people are being beaten up in the street. It is that recollection of saying, we know we are partying today, but we do need to remember there is still work to be done. I do agree with that. Yeah, And I think it, yeah, it, and I do think it does just come. I've always been a very political person personally. So that's probably why it doesn't upset me. 
but also like Czech Republic. Yeah, I can imagine that was a lot more political because you think how much they've had to fight because of the anti-LGBT laws already in that country. And I didn't go very long. Like that was even a couple of years ago. Like I wouldn't say that that was like 10 years or anything like that. And I would be interested. I should have actually looked and seen or researched what was going on over there just as like an update. But it's a very interesting place with the way that it is, because on the surface, even in the Netherlands, on the surface, it comes off as we're all like amazing and like so good for like LGBT rights. And then you start looking at the fact that we have still got an east west divide. We've got a north south divide for fuck's sake. We've got religious divides. Mm -hmm. There's so many things, but like that area but like the closer you get to russia the more you see a lot of christian orthodox um and the impact that has on even with the russia one like the one thing so like may i agree not the whole thing but this section i believe that we should not be like putting six-year-olds with sexual images i don't care where it's coming from our brain is not fully developed till 24 and i think that people forget that actually 16 that's when adolescence puberty is going and i'm not saying shut it out i'm saying that anything related to do with sex in the general a six-year-old at least here because we have it rolling out into like like in kindergarten like what he said but we have it as well and the thing is i've seen data on sexual images and i'm not this isn't against any sex sexuality at all this is just the fact that really like even with a child, it doesn't need to be graphic for it to be like a sexually sublicit image that will affect a child moving forward. And that's the thing. It's 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 a Is this lot. about the anti like you're not allowed to talk about being gay law? No, they said that they were going to um I don't know. He said something like, I don't know, it's something to do with their education, but it wasn't that I agreed with it fully. It was the fact that I agree that any type of sexually sublicit anything to someone that's just to a child on any front dude like there's so much information that's just like it's not good and as much as this is and i know that there's a lot of heart behind it and a lot of like we want to get this information to them because we think we're doing good but like it's starting to slowly come out that like it's it it it's like not good on either front it's like when kids watch porn too soon as well like young boys yeah. if they watch graphic porn too soon it's the same way but on another level so when you show six-year-olds other things it affects them the same way like it's one of those things like how can we all understand that a 16 year old 14 year old for both women and like anybody actually like women males everybody in between that it's not good for adolescents to see stuff on porn and then not take the same information and be like to a child because it's they're just it's their brain they should be thinking about playing about themselves and other things and make believe and all this stuff and then we are the ones that are putting it in their head like sex like oh here we're showing it to them six-year-olds don't naturally like i don't believe that a mass masses amounts of six-year-olds come out and be like i want to talk about sex okay so we've had to have a review now i come from a country where we had a thing called Section 28. And Section 28 is probably the reason we have such a fucked up relationship with being gay and mental health issues. So the rules of rule of Section 28 means that LGBT, the idea of LGBT was not allowed to be taught in the classroom. So you know, Florida's don't say gay bell. Yeah. No, yeah, yes. think well, I've heard of it. I don't know much about it. I, I saw a headline but of I'm, it. I never yeah, but I'm pretty sure you can figure out what yeah. it fucking is about. <laughs> it's pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. It's pretty. 
Section 28 was by our very conservative, it's a Thatcherist thing. It only stopped happening a few years ago. It was the thing that you, it was like the Russian one. You are not allowed to talk about LGBT in any way, shape or form. Uh, That's not oh. sexual. That's, you can't eat, if you are a teacher, say I was a teacher and I was married to a woman and my, and the child in my class asked me if I was married, I could not talk about that and I would lose my job because I talked about my wife, therefore promoting a lesbian relationship in school. Oh, I agree that, that like you can talk about your life. I don't agree that we should be talking about sexuality. We should be, no, I think it should be, we should be using inclusive language. Can we just clarify about Russia, though? The bill was you couldn't use their sexual orientation as a method to say this person was successful because of their sexuality. Just to, that's, because I exactly. even wrote it down. I quoted it just to make sure I got that right. Like, it's not that you, like, that's what he said, but they might, they, I know it's really bad, but it's just like, uh, like their mindset, but the law itself, like it said the something. The law itself said that it's something to do with. Um, In this documentary, that's what he said. So the one that I watched, the bar I was up to was where he was talking to the lesbian couple and they were like, yeah, technically under the law, we are illegal because we're not supposed to be showing our kids anything to do with lgbt yeah see that's fucked. that's too far yeah, that's, that's, too fucked. Far. That, that's that's too, yeah that's where yeah so like i agree we shouldn't be using sexually there shouldn't be sexual explicit imagery towards kids that you shouldn't be bringing pornography into schools anyway whether you are a teacher or it's not it's actually like, like yeah it's not where good. like our sex our sex ed is about to go through a massive reform because we were meant to have a load of funding put towards it they've used fuck all so now teachers are looking for resources and now the schools are complaining that the resources they're using are not right for children and they're like but we're not showing these in school me reading about consent and me reading about BDSM as a teacher to try and find resources that are inclusive that I can use in lesson planning is not me bringing in a fucking St. Andrew's cross and, and using it in a, in a classroom. Yeah, but that's what I mean. BDSM, I wouldn't even be bringing it in like that. No, like, then I would not, like, I would, there's so much behind it. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, that's it, what I mean. Like, teachers yeah. are just, like, teachers go to teaching school. When it comes to, like, sex- But there isn't a teaching BDSM. school- for sex education i don't know that isn't one they are not taught so pete there are no teachers who are taught specifically to teach sex ed in schools it is literally teachers who are underfunded with no resources having to make lesson plans and this is where we're having these massive issues coming in about we're either teaching it too much and too young or we're not teaching it well or yeah. we're not doing it at all so it's it's a really it's a hard one I agree obviously. no it's complex Sex is complex. Telling, yeah six-year-olds do not need to know how to eat ass any more than my 90-year-old grandmother needs to know what pegging is you know what I mean <laughs> that's so funny but this was great we didn't you know what we didn't get to in india but we're gonna save india for the another another episode we'll do specifically on india i i will talk to my husband as well he has some points he'd like to make as well for that you can finish it um for the documentary and we'll yeah. save that for another time because this is about as much time as we have but it was so good this conversation was so good i love it thank it you was. so much for today you as well and i can't wait to speak next week yes next week i will see you then See you soon. Bye. Well, that's it for us. Make sure to follow us on Instagram to stay up to date. 
You can find me at the partition underscore life. And you can find Katrina at underscore satisfied cat. Thank you for listening. Tune in next week. And as always, stay kinky.